Hey everyone, welcome to the uh, podcast portion of our Lent series, Behold the Lamb. Uh, my name is Matt Brown, I'm here with uh, Linus Wynn, and this podcast portion of the series is is really going to focus on spiritual disciplines, uh, specifically speci- spiritual disciplines associated with the Lent season. So uh, first of all, uh, we'll talk about what are spiritual disciplines. Um, spiritual disciplines, as as I teach them, I just try to try to teach them pretty uh, pretty straightforward. Is these are ways we intentionally carve out time for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. You... And I think that's absolutely right. I think it's uh, different ways that we can intentionally carve out time, intentionally focus on specific areas of our of our of our inner soul, of our inner life with Christ. Yeah. Um, and then really, I, I think it's also walking, following the examples of our Lord and what He did in His fellowship yeah. and communion with the Father, right? Um, I guess, you know, one of the things about spiritual disciplines is we kind of have to understand them as they're not like some magical key, right? right. That's just, just because you do them, then all of a sudden um, you're really close to God because you do them. But I think the one of the coolest explanations I've heard was almost like the lazy river, so mm-hmm. the lazy river is where the grace of God flows, and spiritual disciplines are those practices that takes your your raft or your your float mm-hmm. and puts it into that river. Mm-hmm. And so basically, it's it's these different practices that puts you into where the stream of grace flows, yeah. and it kind of opens you up, makes you ready to receive the grace of God to be poured out. And That's so good. you know That's good. So you do have these disciplines that are more personal and internal, more corporate, yeah. and then more external. So there's different things that we can do as God's people individually and corporately mm-hmm. that puts us into the, the stream of where God's grace is. Yeah. And so that that was always helpful for me. Yeah, really. that's great. That's great. I love that because so much of our life is is not intentional and we right. just go, 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 and you don't actually ever recognize where God is moving in your life and, unless you actually create that space right. to sort yeah. of intentionally get into that stream of, yeah. of looking mm-hmm. at what he's doing. That's great. Uh, so so with Lent, there, there are several... Um, several spiritual disciplines that are associated with Lent, and the the main one that most of us have probably heard about is fasting, right? So, um, and this is this is one of the ones I think that we we may all struggle with the most as we go through this, this series. We may actually yeah, struggle yeah. with this one the most. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know for me, this has been a difficult one. My, my wife is actually, this is one that she really enjoys practicing and has really oh, gained a lot from. So yeah. so I actually have learned a lot from her in watching her do this. So um uh, let's let's just dive into it. Um, yeah. you know why why is fasting a part of Lent? Well, I think uh I mean I think that'd be really great. I mean if we if we can if we can connect what it means to even you know uh participate in Lent or observe Lent, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we're watching the life of Christ unfold. And there's certain practices and qualities that are there. And being able to step into that and then say, okay, so what ways can we prepare ourselves to be humble, as Christ was humble, to be able to submit ourselves into the hands of the Father mm-hmm. in the way that Christ did? So I yeah. think that kind of naturally fits in with this idea of fasting, yeah, right? This idea of conditioning the heart and the mind to be humble and ready to place our livelihood yeah. into the hands of the one who watches over us and cares for us. Yeah, as Jesus steps into the desert, right, guided right. by the Holy Spirit into the desert for 40 days of fasting from mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Right? So we, we put our put ourselves, and whatever we fast from, we put ourselves in the hands of God and submit yeah. to Him in that. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's really important, right? So just as He was led into the desert, um, 
I think fasting is one of those disciplines where you should not just take it on just because it's kind of like, hey, that's the next coolest thing I need to be doing, right? right. Um, it, it is God-initiated. Yeah. It is the one where you are led into a place where you are now learning how to be sustained by Him. And because of that, because it's God-initiated, it is then God-centered and God-sustained, right? right. Um, and so I, I don't think it's anything that you should always jump in flippantly or passively in any, yeah. in any discipline, really. Yeah. But uh, with fasting, you know, especially. And so, so I think with Christ coming into being led this way, we are being led into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a great kind of framework to think about fasting in yeah. that light. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this because if if people are listening and and obviously we, you know I don't know anybody I I know people who have fasted for fasted from food for forty days. Yeah. But um, but that's not typically what we're talking about with Lent, right? So talking about the um, you know choosing one thing or or yeah. choosing something in particular that we're uh, talk about like how do I how do I pick that thing. You know what? Like you said, yeah. it's it's guided. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just like a, a trendy thing because we yeah. get into this, yeah. and some of us, some of you know, it's it's always it's always the, the you know the thing of like, oh, Lent is coming up, you know. But in in our culture, oh, so is spring break, and so is all so and so is the beach in the summer. So you know, I'm gonna fast from sugar because right. it's gonna help me, you know, get my beach body. And and we'd say, well, that yeah, that may not be the right motive, right? Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to do it that way. Um, and you probably don't want to just put a bunch of things in a coffee can and, and randomly pull it out. And random, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think that if it's God-initiated, so I think what we do is we first go in with the right mindset, and we go in by saying um, that first it's a private matter between mm-hmm. God and I, right? right. So, one, I mean, one of the barometers or one of the measuring sticks to this is that I'm not doing this for any other reason so anyone else can see. Right. Right. So I think the fact that I'm, I'm working on something that's between me and God um, in, in a sense, kind of guards me yeah. from from the whole, you know, yeah. the beach body fast, right? right? Like, because I want to, you know, look good for somebody else yeah. kind of idea, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I think with that in mind, it's, it's helpful just to know that it's a private matter between myself and God. And then after that, I'll say the next kind of uh, layer is is don't do it because of a fashion trend or mm-hmm. a fad, yeah. right? Um, that if it's something in a sense in the lines of that, a superficial life, then that probably would not be where you'd want to start. Yeah. Right. And um, and and I'd say that individually, but I think even churches we can fall into this. Right? right. It's like, what are we gonna do this year to help engage our people and be different from last year? What do we mm-hmm. do? Well, let's have a fast. Mm-hmm. Right. So it becomes this this program. It becomes kind of this 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 catchy new new package that we're doing. And so again, if it's about our ourselves and before God and our inner life, then we can't just follow the trends and the fashion mm-hmm. and you know, the hype of the culture. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also helpful to yeah. do that. Then I think at the end of the day is that you really sit down in a practical way with a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And as you're praying and as you're reading, you're going to see qualities and characteristics of who Jesus is. And then you begin to see parts of who you are being revealed in light of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you kind of see yourself saying, oh, I'd like to be more like that. Yeah. And then you begin to ask, what's holding me back from that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what other things are controlling and dictating my life that's hindering me from that, Yeah. right? So Christ becomes that focal point. He's that target. And those qualities is what I want to build up. And then now I have to think through and think, okay, uh, what's what are the speed bumps? Yeah. And you list those things out. And honestly, at that point, you know, through much prayer and you come to that list, mm-hmm. honestly, um, without sounding too passive about it, I think at that point, 
any of those things are fair game. Yeah. You know, and That's I think, good. But, but, but I do think it does take a lot of wisdom, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's holding me back from being more like Jesus? And, yeah. and I, I think for me, the question has been, well, at least from a, from a Lent standpoint, if I'm saying, okay, I'm going to do this for 40 days, um, what are things that, what are things that I have unhealthy attachments to? Right. Where, where in my life have I just let things have unhealthy attachments? And, and in class, when we talk about this, uh, you know, it gets the kids to, to start thinking of, okay, maybe do I have an unhealthy attachment right now to social media? It may be sugar. It may be soda. It may be something like that, that, man, I've, I'm doing this all the time. I'm drinking, you know, four cups of coffee a day or something yeah. like that. Um, and maybe I need to step back from that <laughs> and actually see if I can make it through a day without that. You know? But um, but it's, yeah, it might be the social media or, man, I, I just go home and I just escape life with Netflix right. yeah. or something like that. And I just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see what, what it's like to detach from that. Yeah. So, yeah, you've mentioned something a while back um, in this whole discipline of, laying something down and picking mm-hmm. something up. And so I think this is a, a really big thing, right? Yeah. Because uh, you're abstaining from certain things here and you're right. letting go of certain things. So can you speak, I mean, share a little bit more about that? Yeah. That was really helpful. Yeah. When we, when, when we talk about it in class, um, say the, what I'd like for you to do if you attempt this uh, is choose something that you feel, you feel like you've, you have an unhealthy attachment to uh, something that, like you said, I like the way you say that, getting in the getting in the way of me moving forward, moving deeper in my life. But it's not just about giving the thing up, but when I give that thing up, that I actually fill that space right. and, and take up, um, in, in this case, another spiritual discipline, or take up, you know, usually scripture reading, uh, take up prayer, take up something that fills that space that is going to actually move you forward. So it's not just, yeah. I just take the thing away, and sort of sit in that empty space until something else fills it. But, you know, because uh, cause that's what, you know, you can do that. You can say, well, I'm, you know, some kid, you know, you find the loophole. You know, you can, hey, I gave up soda for Lent. Um, you know, this is, I mean, this could be me too. I gave up soda for Lent. Now I just drink a lot of sweet tea and lemonade and, you know, and all this. So, so all of that stuff, you know, I just, I will find something to fill that void if I don't actually fill it with God. Yeah. So when you, when you say that, what, what comes to mind for me is really... <clears throat> Fasting is one of those things where it helps you find or, or kind of rediscover a balance mm-hmm. because kind of like every day we kind of pack in all these things, uh, whether it's material items or habits or whatever have mm-hmm. you, and, and it, makes our ba- it makes our life out of balance. And so we take that one thing that's keeping us away from Christ, removing that and adding something else that should have been there to begin with. Yeah. And then now we finally have the things in our lives that we should be having, and yeah. we're beginning to remove those things outside of it. Um, and it could be, you know, dietary things as well, right? Right. And I've always kind of advised people, if you decide to do a dietary thing, this is where a lot of wisdom has to come in, Yeah. right? Um, cutting something out without any kind of guidance or accountability or right. supplementary help is, is really dangerous, right? Yeah. And yes, you could say that there is a sense of faith and trust in this, but we're also called to wisdom within that right um and so sometimes you also have to work up to fasts right so yeah. don't just go 40 days immediately right. right so start off with a week start off with a, a few hours first then mm. work up to a day then a week and then you can work your way up to longer fasts right um and then there are certain things where you probably shouldn't cut out because your body needs it or health-wise whatever right um but there are other things you can right? yeah and so as far as dietary things you got to make sure that um, you're really healthy and wise and have a good support system of accountability there. Right. 
Um, but then other stuff too, like material items and entertainment and those kind of things. Yep. Um, you know, definitely have people around you that can encourage you. Yeah, absolutely. To do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things when when we when we read about Jesus, you know, this week, uh, Jesus um, fasting for forty days. You know, some of the, sometimes the questions come up like, well, you know, how did he do that? No one can do that. You know, because we're just not used to hearing about that. And I, mm-hmm. and I said, well, he's he's not keeping the same sort of schedule that you are, right? He's not, you know, right? He's yeah. not. He's not working out trying to get his lift in, you know, and he's trying to, you know, he's like running three miles and he's, you know, and doing all this. And, you know, it's probably a lot of sitting and meditating and, yeah. you know, and all of that, you know, that he's actually, it's going to, it's going to tax you if you're doing things like that. You, mm-hmm. It does require us to change the rhythm of our life. And even if we're giving up those things, you know, the social media or the, you know, entertainment or whatever it is, certain yeah. things, it, it's going to change the rhythm of our life. And it's in some way intended to do that. Hopefully, yeah. and I, I think that was one thing when I, I was talking to my wife about this, and one of the things that she said that I really, really connected with was she said, like you said, work up to different levels of fasting. You know, don't just go all in with something that is unrealistic. But she said also on the other end of that, make it a lifestyle. Once you do it, if right. you go into it knowing why you're doing it, make it a lifestyle. And I thought, man, that's that's really. It's really profound that it doesn't just have to be during Lent. It doesn't right. have to just yeah. be at, at some specific time, but actually constantly going to those things that we feel like we have an unhealthy attachment to, mm-hmm. or or in the case of food, of saying, you know, I, I want to practice fast just because I I want to step into that space of dependence on God here yeah. at, a, at a different at a different level. Yeah, um, I think that was that was oh, really yeah. profound. I like it's that. actually really profound, and it's it's really helpful to think of it that way mm-hmm. because. Just like with any other spiritual discipline, fasting, I mean, you don't have to wait for the season yeah. to do it. But sometimes the season or the occasion is a great place, time to start, Yeah. right? And so you build a habit out of it. And I think that that rhythm of life, the habit of life is really important. It's, and, you know, and you brought that same thing with, with like the students or our families, mm-hmm. you know, you, like they don't have the same kind of patterns and lifestyle you see in the Old Testament or the New Testament. Um, and I guess with our busy schedules, you got to kind of say to yourself, something's got to give. Yeah, if you really want to do this, um, and this is where I would always say, you know, make sure that if you do, if we embark on it to create this new pattern, or at least to start something, yeah. um, communicating with your loved ones is really helpful. Yeah, right, because because um, they're a part of your life patterns, they have yeah. to understand this as well. Yeah, um, and so that's good. Yeah, communicating with your loved ones to make sure we're on the same page, and I think even to a degree, if you work in a place that could be a great place for conversation. These could be conversations you can have with your with your employers, even, yeah, absolutely. right? In your workplaces, like this is going to be my new life, and this is yeah. what I'm going on. So you kind of work together rather than leaving people out to dry while you're on this spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, and then the heart of the fast, I would mm-hmm. say, like Christ, mm-hmm. um, in both Matthew's account and Luke's account, you know, one he proves himself to be king mm-hmm. because he is the sinless savior, yeah. and the other one we see is humanness. In the same in the same spot, mm-hmm. and so I think that really goes in line with what what God says the the, the fast that He calls for mm-hmm. is that humility of heart, the humility of life before Him, and trusting Him to sustain everything. Yeah, and so I think that's um it's a great place to go. And I think at the end of the day, we're supposed to lead us to is that when we are depending on Him, we hear His voice, mm-hmm. we recognize His voice, and then we begin to obey. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what we're trying to get with this fasting, right? It's yeah, we're not trying to be you know trendy or trying to do something super spiritual so we can say it you yeah know, but 
I think this is where we're trying to get to is this intimacy with God and and then walk obediently with him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I actually, you know, it's something, the question that actually probably should have gotten to ahead of him. Some people, I think, look at fasting as, as like, I'm going to do this so God will have to answer my prayer sometimes. Oh, that, right, that yeah. That's kind of associated. That's yeah. kind of a question we probably should have gotten to earlier, but um, we've been talking about it as how fasting changes us and how it puts us in the right spot yeah. to receive from God and, and, and to be obedient to God, but... Have you had to deal with that question at all, with you know, or, or that kind of mentality with with you know, when your congregation or with you know, or whatever anybody you've encountered? Yeah, I think um, I think that's the same kind of question we would always say. That's when the spiritual discipline, said in this case, fasting, um, becomes legalistic, yeah. right? And of course, that's a term we throw around a lot. But the idea of legalism is is in a sense that you bind God mm-hmm. to a written law code mm-hmm. that if you do something. He's yeah. required then to respond to that code. Yeah. Right. And so in this sense, I mean, fasting would be used that way when someone says, well, because I fasted, therefore, God, you are obligated to then do this. Right. Right. Um, and I think in that sense, I think that's the reason why, you know, we go to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. God says, this is the kind of fast I've actually been right. calling you to do. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't saying stop fasting. He wasn't saying you have to fast. He was saying that the way you're doing it mm-hmm. was that. Yeah, legalistically, selfishly, self-centeredly, this is the kind I want you to have. Yeah, and so I think you know, combating that question is is really simply saying, um, we just got to change our mindset. Yeah, why are we doing it? Yeah, if it's to draw closer to God, to then humble ourselves, to trust in Him, and to obey Him and live that life with Him. Yeah, then we are learning how to submit. Right, yeah. we're learning to submit to whatever God would have for us. Yeah, um, even in our prayers. No. Also knowing that the other side of it, he does he does say that in this intimacy, yeah. we will begin to see and experience deeper and greater powers and closeness with God. So, yeah. you know, we don't want to discredit the fact that great things can happen when right. you're more spiritually absolutely. in tune yeah. with God, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I think it's, it's both. That's a great way to put yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. Well, hopefully this has been... This has been helpful. Um, we, you are on the front end of the of this Lent season, and if you're if you're still in a place of saying, you know, what, I, I I feel this burden to fast. I feel like I should fast from something, or I feel like I have this unhealthy attachment to to something that is is maybe holding me back in some ways from my from intimacy or deeper intimacy with God. Uh, hopefully, this has provided you with some some thoughts just as you as you prayerfully consider um, how you move move forward with that spiritual discipline of fasting during Lent, and then. Hopefully, uh, in the in the days and weeks and years to come. So, uh, thanks for joining us. All right, thank you. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.